WXDXFM, Pittsburgh. On Monday night, Darius Hayward Bay got two penalties on the same punt, and it cost the Steelers 19 yards in field position with the game up for grabs. But DHB knows whose fault that was. The referees. As in, not my fault. Here's what Hayward Bay said about those penalties. And one was for an illegal shift. And the second was for unsportsmanlike conduct. Quote, I didn't agree with the first one. If he wanted to throw the second one, that's on him. Unquote. No, you friggin' ninth string curtain jerker special teams bum who can't even do that. No, it's not on the ref, it's on you. You don't have to agree. You just have to shut your mouth and know your role. And your role ain't much, so shut your mouth. There's a lot of hate about the Steelers, but number one may be, it's always someone else's fault. Darius Hayward Bay, you have one job to do, and you can't do it. Hey, DHB. U-S-U-C-K. And guess what? You just made the list. I've gotten a lot of mileage out of the list. More than Jericho. Jericho changed his phone number. I may never hear from him again. I consider Jericho a good friend. And he's on this show relatively often, and he's a big star. Rock star, wrestling star, makes a ton of money. And he's been very kind. He was a regular on this show at one time. Some of you may remember that. I won't refresh your memories. I'll make you work for it. But I also could go eight or nine months without hearing from Jericho. We used to call it the Jericho list, the people he just almost never calls but is still theoretically friends with. This Darius Hayward Bay, what a dink. He has one job to do, and he got two penalties doing it. The list brought to you by Matt Merce Plumbing Cunt on the name you could trust, dial 412-333-WXDX. I, uh, I was thinking about this. Um, I mentioned that, um, I guess I could say this out loud. I don't think our ad rep, Brett, will get too mad. If he does, the hell with it. Uh, I was very loyal to Albert at Blush. Albert Bortz, who just sold Blush for 15 mil. But now, my services as an endorser for strip clubs are up for grabs. I will go to the highest bidder. Doesn't matter who you are, so let me hear your offers. Uh, One of my conditions might be you have to bring in Shay Evans to headline. I met her in Vegas, and she was really nice. Really, really nice. Uh, So, uh, but that said, I hardly ever go to strip clubs anymore. I I mean, uh, even if a girl comes in that I know, I don't go. I guess I'm old. I guess I am officially old. 412-333-9939. 412-333-9939. Here's the Steelers' official injury report. Ben Roethlisberger didn't want to participate. 
Oh, wait, no, today he did participate. Full participation. Yesterday he didn't, but that was a coach's decision. Juju had limited participation today with that abdomen problem, so that's a good sign, I suppose. Uh, Limited participation also for Mike Kilton with the elbow and Morgan Burnett. What's wrong with him? Oh, groin. Well, you people wouldn't understand that because you don't have groins. Marquise Ponce did not participate. Coach's decision. Here's the good news. David DeCastro and Marcus Gilbert, full participants. Ramon Foster did not participate. That was the coach's decision. With the way the Steelers are currently constructed, they need their offensive line healthy. I think Filer and Finney perform admirably on Monday night and will again when called upon. I just don't think it's good that they're called upon. Abigail Mack was in town, and she's super hot, and she's really friendly. She's been on my podcast. I didn't go to see her at the Spearmint Rhino. I'm old. I am old AF. I need to get lit AF. That's what I need to do. Let's go to Frank on the Hill. Frank, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Hey, I got a quick question. Who's going to be the top three players in the Penguins this year? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. Maybe Kessel. Maybe Murray. Now, what do you think Ollie Mott is going to do this year? I think he'll play very well, very consistently. Uh, good defensively, good at moving the puck. A Finnish Army knife, able to play with any partner. Now, double M. I heard, I, ju- I want to switch the subject here. Now, with the Steelers, this weekend. You think it's going to be a close game coming down to a field goal? Uh, I think that uh, it will be won by a half point. I think the spread will be three and a half and someone will win by half a point. I carumba. We got Dominic Simone at the bottom of the hour. As I said uh, earlier in the show, and said last week, last week I talked to Latang and Mata and they said that, that Dominic Simone's the real thing. Last night I talked to Sid. He said Dominic Simone's the real thing, said his hockey IQ is among the top five on the team. Matt Murray, in a story written by Josh Joey, he was my guest not long ago, he said that Simone has the fastest hands on the team. Now, I've not seen any of this, but I respect the opinions of all four of those guys, so i got to give the guy a second look, Dominic Simone, and he will join me on the show today. At 5.30. Pens looked fine last night. Phil scored two goals. Scored one of those goals that was in and out of the net so fast, everyone just kept playing. But one of the referees spotted it. Replay confirmed it. Tanger looked real good last night. Scored a nice goal off a nice setup. Crosby, Horny, Tanger, wrist shot goal. Uh, Matt Cullen went to the net and got a goal. When you have Shane and Cullen on your fourth line, that's a pretty good fourth line. That means you have a pretty good team. Cullen, Shane, and Sprong is the third line for most teams. Okay, Broussard could be a top six center on every team but the Penguins. I still do wonder what he thinks of being a third liner, though. I heard that last year when he wasn't performing great in the playoffs, and obviously some of that was due to injury, but Aaron Sullivan said to him, Brass, what's wrong? And he goes, well, I'm used to playing 20 minutes a game, and here I only play 14. Because he's third line, he's on the second power play. 
and I get where he would be disappointed, but he has to be the third-line center. He doesn't help the team. And we keep here and move him to top six wing. That's helping Brass. It's not helping the team. If he ever gets to be disappointed to the extreme and they move him to top six forward, that'd be better. Top six winger, they would be better off trading him. Let's go to Jeff and Overbrook. Jeff, you're on with Double M. Hello, Mark. Hello, Jeff. I tried calling you before I lost you. I just have a question. Me and my friend are trying. If Le'Veon Bell goes to free agency and gets guaranteed money next year, and he flunks a drug test, does he keep that guaranteed money? He will get X amount of guaranteed money, but uh, every game he misses due to drug suspension would negate the money he's owed for that year. So it would depend what year he was guaranteed the money. And usually that's early in the contract, so if I were him, I'd lay off the ganja till the guaranteed money runs out. Well, I mean, we're trying to figure out if that's what he's thinking. Because uh, what the girl I think we're front. putting far too much credence in Le'Veon Bell's marijuana use being any kind of factor in him oh, not playing. I said, don't think it is. Now, if he determined he wasn't going to report it all this season and just skip all of 2018, then I'm sure he's smoking. But I don't think he's not reporting because he knows he'll flunk a drug test. I I think he's stupid. I don't think his agent would let him be quite that stupid. Let's go to Tiger and Shaler. This should be good. Tiger, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. It's Tiger from yesterday. Yeah, you already sound stupid. Goodbye. That guy probably got extra credit for Shaler Remedial English for making that call. Oh, who am I kidding? It's Shaler. All the English classes are remedial. You know, they renamed Football 101 Losing 101 at Shaler. Truth in Packaging. Up next, if you want to call, call now because we've got Simone at 530. Best talkie talk in town, 105.9. We got the clap. Can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. DX at 105.9. If Lev Bell wants to sign and report, and there's no evidence he does, but let's play the what-if game. If Lev Bell would want to sign and report after 10 games, or whenever, because like Kabali revealed today, if he sits out the entire season, His franchise tag price goes up next year. But if the Steelers don't franchise him, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. And the franchise tag next year would cost the Steelers $25 million. So Kabali reported that Bell would have to sign his tag and report by November 13th at 4 p.m. or his season's over. So let's say between now and November 13th, the Steelers get wind that he wants to sign and report to, I don't know, make some money and then go through the motions, which he would, or get high or get fat or whatever this toxic douchebag, whatever his intent would be if he did join the Steelers for part of this season. Should the Steelers rescind the franchise tag and risk him going to New England or to somebody else where it might jump up and bite him? Which it probably wouldn't because, like I said, Fat, high, unmotivated, etc. This is very hypothetical, but what should the Steelers do in that case? I think the Steelers would and should rescind the franchise tag, even though 
the memory of James Harrison finagling his way to hated New England embarrassed them and still must linger. Because I don't think anything good can come from Le'Veon Bell ever being a Pittsburgh Steeler again. I said repeatedly, mark my words, Le'Veon Bell will never again be the same player he had been in Pittsburgh to this point. Uh, I keep saying, assuming the Steelers are back on track, is ill-advised. This game against Baltimore won't be easy. Flacco's doing pretty good this year. Passer rating up near 93, six touchdowns against two interceptions. Got a lot of targets. Crabtree's an okay number one. Alex Collins, decent running back. But the big thing about Baltimore is the defense. Ranked first overall, second against the pass, fifth in scoring defense. Steelers are three-point favorites, but that's just home field points. It's a toss-up. I don't see the Steelers as back on track. I've been saying that since Monday night. Too many penalties, still. Rotten defense, still. Rotten special teams, still. In many ways, having watched the game a second time, they were lucky to have won. They won because of one guy. They won because of Ben Roethlisberger. And because the defense, for all its flaws, got four takeaways. It was very opportunistic. But I don't see the Steelers as being back in the saddle, back on track, whatever hackneyed cliche you'd like to lose. I think the Steelers have mostly played bad in three games and just happened to be 1-1-1 one, one, and one through the grace of God, Ben Roethlisberger, and a limited degree of opportunism. Mostly Ben Roethlisberger. And when you rank Ben Roethlisberger above the grace of God, that says a lot about how much he's meant to the Steelers, especially this past Monday against uh, Tampa Bay. Let's go to Chuck in Leechburg. Chuck, very quickly, you're on with Mark. Uh, yeah, Mark, I was just uh, it was just running through my head. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, he wants all this money, but he's sitting out. He set out three games already and lost $850,000 per game. That's what I hear. I mean, that makes does that make sense to you? I don't. I mean, it's not what I would have done, but he thinks it 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 protects his body and makes him all the more desirable in free agency. But you got to be in shape, and right now, Le'Veon Bell's shape is round. Yeah, um, he don't look good. That's for sure. Not as good. I, I think that he's damaged his cause and damaged his free agency, and it says a lot about Le'Veon Bell's stupidity and uh, carelessness that it wasn't a couple weeks ago I was saying that this wouldn't hurt him and he couldn't screw it up, and he has, and it may well hurt him. 412, oh, I find the name of that bakery that, that sends stuff to the DV Morning Show, La Gourmandine. There's four locations. I got to get there. Actually, I need to not get there because I don't need to gain weight, but I got to get there. La Gourmandine Bear Claws. If they handed those out instead of opiates, the addiction problem would be over immediately. Well, you'd be addicted to bear claws from La Gourmandine. Up next, from the Penguins, Dominic Simone. Joining me on the home of the Penguins, 105.9. At the X at 105.9. We're still awaiting Dominic Simone of the Penguins to say I'm not thrilled would be a grotesque understatement. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, Jeremy Fowler posted an interesting tweet from Artie Burns, the Steelers cornerback. Jeremy Fowler, of course, covers the Steelers for ESPN.com. 
Jeremy posted that Steelers cornerback Artie Burns hopes his removal from the starting lineup Monday will be a turning point for his career. Quote, it's definitely going to make or break me. I've got to keep my head down, stay focused, unquote. And Jeremy adds that Artie says he's simply not executing plays he knows he can make. Um, Now, I got a question that I hope gets answered logically. Artie Burns isn't back in the starting lineup this Sunday against Baltimore, is he? Because that would be moronical. Artie Burns got lit up like a downtown Christmas tree in the 20-some-odd snaps he did play at Tampa Bay, got beat for touchdown, got beat for a 51-yard gain. So, Artie, if we're going to go by what happened Monday night, lad, it, it didn't make you. It appeared to keep breaking you. And what a grotesque disappointment Artie Burns has been. Uh, First-round pick and just hasn't lived up to it. Hasn't showed more than a modicum of consistency. Just hasn't gotten it done the way the Steelers were counting on him to get it done. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Or... You can follow me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. Artie Burns was a first-round pick in 2016. And I had been told that a couple quarterbacks went right before Artie Burns that the Steelers were expecting would be there, and they picked him just to take a quarterback because it was a position to need. Uh the most prominent name being William Jackson, uh, who went to Cincinnati on the 24th pick. Then the Steelers took Artie Burns 25th. At any rate, it, it just hasn't worked out for Artie Burns as a Steeler. Uh, just just not good. And I don't want to hear this talk about make or break. I just want to see you do your job. Why does every football player have to give a narrative to failing or coming back or succeeding or the guys who fail just don't fail. And don't tell me you're not going to fail. Just go out there and don't fail. Let's go to Jim in South Park. Jim, you're on with Double M. Okay. Uh, yes, Mark. I'd like to um, just hear your thoughts on uh, Daniel Sprong being on the fourth line of the Penguins and compare that against Yarmar Yarger for his first year when he was on the fourth line. Yager wasn't on the fourth line his first year with the Penguins. He was often on the third line, but don't forget that was an uncapped league at the time. So he would often be on the third line with a guy like Joey Mullen, who, of course, was enjoying a Hall of Fame career. So I don't think the situations are comparable. Yes. Sorry, but I thought he was on a lot with... uh, Okay, again, you're wrong. What else do you want to talk about? Well, but with Trottier and Troy... He didn't play on the fourth line, idiots. Okay, I was there, I watched it, I studied it, I know it, I remember it. Goodbye. Now, if that guy wanted to make a point instead of playing Penguins Trivia from 1990-91, I could have given him a prescient example. And Alexei Morozov was the Penguins' number one pick in 1995. I've told this story many times, but I'm going to do it again. And... uh. He played in the top six for a bit, didn't produce as they had hoped. Sometimes he did produce as they had hoped, but they moved him down to the bottom six anyway. 
And then Alexi played so long on the third and fourth lines, he started to play like a third and fourth liner. Instead of having confidence with the puck, instead of making plays with the puck, he just chipped and chased. He just didn't get done what needed to be done, and eventually it paved his way out of Pittsburgh and back to the Continental Hockey League. You don't want to make that mistake with Sprong. Then again, you can't give him a job and put him above guys on the depth chart that are just better than him. Okay, my guest right now is trying to solidify his spot with the Penguins this season, and he had a pretty good game last night in the exhibition win over Buffalo. We welcome to the program winger Dominic Simone. Uh, Dom, thanks for joining the show. You played 33 games with Pittsburgh last year, about half a season. What did you learn from that experience, and how much does that help you now? Uh, hey, how are you doing? Very well. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, every every game uh, every game here, it gives you, gives you something, you know. And uh, last year I played 33 games, but uh, I've been in the organization for, like, last three or four years, and... Uh, that means like uh, I, I I was at the camps. So I had some uh, some games uh, the the other years before, and uh, every game helped me. Every 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 game and practice helped me uh, to learn something. So uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm very familiar with uh, what uh, what system we played. Now you're from Czech, and uh-huh. did not play in North America until you were 21 uh, when you joined Wilkes-Barre. How different is hockey in North America from hockey in Czech, and what was the adjustment like for you, Dom? Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's not just the the size of the rink that's different. You know, it's uh, I mean, it makes the game way quicker since uh, the rink is way smaller here. Like the the size of the ice is smaller, so uh, yeah, everything comes at you quicker. It's like uh, I remember my first game in here. We played uh, I played preseason game against Detroit like uh, three years ago. And, uh, yeah, I just remember I went to the boards. I thought I'll have, like, uh, way more time than I actually did. And I just, like, looked around and there was, there was a guy on me. So I guess that explains uh, what, what the, like, biggest difference for a guy from, like, a, uh, from Europe, from bigger range, what it is like. Now, your teammates say you're a very smart hockey player. Uh, Sid, Latang, Murray, all of them, they talk about your hockey IQ. What makes you smart, Dom? Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. No, uh, thanks, thanks to them a lot. But uh, I don't know. I'm just trying, uh, just trying to play, uh, play the game as uh, as best as I can. Trying to, uh, trying to stay calm and uh, I don't know, see things around me. Trying, uh, I'm trying to work on uh, on all the all areas of the game right now. You know, I'm trying to get better and uh, uh, going to the net and. Uh, and uh, shooting more pucks and having having good uh, good shot and uh, and uh, seeing other other guys because uh, yeah we have you know we have great players so uh, so uh, yeah that's what it is I guess. Now you play well in the corners and in tight spaces. What allows you to do that and succeed? Because you're not the biggest guy, but boy, it seems like your hands are quick and you can kind of get through a tight space pretty well. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to. Uh, I feel pretty good when like in changing, uh, changing like position, you know, changing speed. So uh, uh, I, I was never a guy. I was uh, never a guy that was like fast, like uh, going like longer, longer tr- tracks, you know, like longer, 
uh, longer distances. It was always like a start that I had uh, that I had, that I had faster. So I'm just trying to like uh, make uh, make quick turns, you know, get the guy on me, and uh, and then use uh, some use some speed to get uh, to get away from away from guys. Uh, yeah. Now you played with Derek Broussard and Brian Rust last night. I like the way that line looked, Dom. How do you like skating on that line? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love it. It's uh, they're obviously great players, you know, both uh, very smart, playing uh, quick hockey. So uh, yeah, we're we are uh, using four seconds our defense probably, but uh, yeah, we're trying to be a uh, trying to be defensively responsive line, and uh, and uh, we're looking looking in front of us, trying uh, trying to put as much as much pucks on the on the net, you know, trying to play simple hockey and. Uh, uh, it felt. Uh, I think it felt good for every one of us to to play on that line. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. We're talking to Dominic Simone of the Penguins here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Uh, Dom, you've played left wing. You've played right wing. Which is more comfortable for you, and are you better at either? Uh, I mean, uh, when I was actually, I actually started. I, I'm I was a centerman, so. Uh, then when I was like 20, I, I changed to wing to winger, and uh, yeah, now now I, I don't care. I don't care if it's left or right. I mean, maybe a little better on the right, but uh, no, it, it depends. You know, you, there, there are like positives on the left side and positives on the right side. So uh, you know, wherever wherever like the coaches and the team needs you, like uh, it's not a it's not a huge difference. So uh, yeah, I don't mind playing playing uh, either of these. Now, in that vein, Dom, you've played on the first line with Sid. You've played on the fourth line. You've played every line. How much does your game change depending on your role, or do you try to play the same way no matter what? Uh, you are. Uh, it's like I'm trying to play. Uh, I'm trying to play almost like same game. I mean, it's it's like we're still one team. We have like one system we play, you know, and uh, it uh, it's not like that big of a difference because. Uh, I feel like we we have like all all lines that play the play like same 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 style same like quick style of hockey and uh, you just you just adjust a little bit like uh, depending like on uh, what what line you are but uh, doesn't doesn't change much so uh, yeah it was it's it's always great to play with Sid and uh, on the top line you know it's it gives you so much and uh, uh, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun but uh, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun if you play on third or fourth too so uh so uh yeah i don't think you have to adjust that much you just still have to have to play your game and and uh yeah see how see how it goes now you trained some with sid in nova scotia this summer what was that like and how much did it help what did you guys work on uh i was in uh i was actually in prague and then i was uh in august i was in uh toronto uh i still sit there but i was in nova scotia so uh uh it was uh Toronto was Toronto was unreal experience. I, I haven't I wasn't there like last year but uh this year I went there and uh our, our conditioning coach and Dale Bryan is there so uh so he knows he knows like, you know, our bodies so it's always great to, to like practice with him because uh you just you just like keep uh practicing the, the stuff that you like uh start uh you like start doing in uh in uh, in Pittsburgh and uh and uh yeah it's been it's been really great i am I, I feel really good right now so i'm glad that like uh, all the work from summer is like uh making me feel good now now uh i've talked to sid about you i talked to a bunch of guys 
And Sid thinks you're a real good player. As I mentioned, he talks about your hockey IQ. That must give you a lot of confidence when uh, the best player in the world uh, thinks you can play. Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, it's uh, uh, it's 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 unbelievable that you know it's uh, it's great to hear. It's like uh, uh, gives gives you confidence only that like you are you are here with these players. You know, like a couple of years ago, like I wouldn't even think that I would be like here with these players and now it's just like normal being with them like uh you know on uh, the rink or outside of the rink so uh yeah definitely it's uh it's uh it's it's like it's unbelievable feeling and uh, i'm really grateful for that well stay with that for a minute don because you know this is obviously a real good hockey team lots of good players two cups in two years before this past season is there pressure for a newer guy is it at all intimidating or is it just a matter of feeling at home because I know the guys in that room are really good at that. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have we have an unreal group of guys, so uh, it's uh, it's like uh, it depends how you take it. I feel like it's, uh, you know, when you have that, that, that good group of guys, like it's uh, it's way easier to like to feel good at it and to fit in because everybody like helps you even at the beginning and uh, everybody is great to each other. So, uh yeah, uh, I think everybody's really, really like uh, thankful for what we got, and uh, everybody knows that like uh, we can do, we can do big things with this team. Well, last year, you know, you guys lost a tough series to Washington in the second round. What do the Penguins have to do to take the next step this year? I, I got a feeling that just having a summer of rest, a, a longer summer, will have a, a a lot of good effect. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's uh, the the last two summers were uh, were really short, so there wasn't even time for like off season or or that stuff. It's uh, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's good. You, you want to go as far as possible. You want to go as long as, as you can. But uh, but this is this is like positive uh, positive things too, because uh, you can you can get ready for the long season. You can recharge and uh, and uh, yeah, you can. You know, you, you can like play uh, play the game same like hungry as you were before again, I guess. Or yeah, that's that's how it feels for me. Dom, great stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. We'll see you at the rink in a couple days. Yeah, no problem at all. Thank you. That is Dominic you. Simone, Penguins winger. Like I said, played last night with Broussard and Rust, and uh, that unit looked pretty good. A lot of balance on that team, as I said earlier. When your fourth line is Cullen, Shane, and Sprong. That would be the third line on a lot of teams. Heck, on some of the crap Eastern Conference teams I was talking about earlier, that might be their second line. No kidding. So the Penguins are loaded. We'll see how they do. Opening night, one week from almost this second, Capitals at PPG Paints Arena next Thursday. It's not time to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX and ask Mark anything. 105.9. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. I'll throw that person off the stage. Uh, hey, Mark, love the stuff. I'll be here for you, just like you've always been here for me. VX at 105.9. Double M on the X. Time not to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX is brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the Strip. Let's go to Chris in Dormont. Chris, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, I want to get your opinion on Motley Crue uh, re-entering the studio after their farewell tour. Uh, thanks. I'll hang up. 
Well, when they went on a farewell tour, they said they wouldn't perform live again. After that New Year's Eve show in L.A., I think three years back, which I was at. But if they want to come back, I wouldn't feel cheated. It was great to see what was purported to be the last show ever. And they're reportedly doing four new songs for the soundtrack of the movie based on their group's autobiography, The Dirt. So I got no problem with it all, and like I said, no problem with it even if they do decide to tour again. Let's go to Nicholas in the car. Nicholas, ask Mark anything. Uh, double one, big fan, big fan. What up? Two-part question. Uh, the band Greta Van Fleet, the young kids, um, how big do you think they'll get from where they are now, and how relevant later down the road do you think they'll be, and do you think they'll stay as big as they are now or bigger? I think they'll stay this big for a while. Uh, I think you can only get so big in today's music industry because there isn't really a music industry. The music's free online. You know, record and CD sales are very limited. So that used to be such a barometer for which group was hot and which was not. I don't think the online barometer uh, nearly has the hype. I don't know about the accuracy, but I don't think it nearly has the hype. But uh, I think they are a significant band. I know people think they rip off Led Zeppelin, but Led Zeppelin ripped off Howlin' Wolf. I mean, it all trickles down over and over again. So I love Greta Van Fleet. I hope they become big. It's hard to tell with kids, though. It's hard to tell if they can sustain everything they do, most importantly, their songwriting. Let's go to Tony in the car. Tony, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I'm not sure if the uh, Seahawks have the cap room for Le'Veon, but any chance the Steelers pursue a trade for Earl Thomas? Why would you trade one pain in the ass for another pain in the ass when you're sick of having that pain in your ass? Because the defense can't get any worse. Okay. I'll say it again. It, when, you're, when you don't want a pain in the ass, why would you trade for pain in the ass? Bro, some things mean more than winning the friggin' game. They just do. I'll give you an example. Montreal had a decent team a couple years ago with P.K. Subban. Hockey, right? Remember that? Yeah. And he was such an ass constantly to everybody involved, the Canadians. They said, we just need to get rid of this guy because he's bringing everybody down. He's making it a totally unenjoyable place to work. And they did and got worse, and I guarantee they have no regrets. Sometimes there's just a bigger picture. Let's go to Bob in Moon Township. Bob, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, great show. You're right. Two two questions. Uh, One, if it came to it between you and James Harrison, would you prefer a cage match? What do you mean? Just shut up. Goodbye. Goodbye. Came to it. What if it came to it between me and you? My paycheck against your welfare check. What would you prefer? I'd prefer a spelling contest. Let's go to Brandon in the car. Brandon, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, I was just wondering how you feel about the boys across state now that they have Carson Wentz back under center. I think Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. I'm not sure what you're looking for me to say. I think the minute Carson Wentz got healthy, he had to go back in, and that's not diminishing what Nick Foles did winning a Super Bowl, but Carson Wentz is a top-five quarterback in the league. He's the long-term future. Nick Foles is a journeyman who hit a hot streak, but they made the right move, if that's what you're asking. I can't say I disagree with you. Let's go to Rob in the car and wrap this up. Rob, ask Mark anything. Rob, you're on the air. Rob, you're on the air. Okay, let's just wrap this up.
What a great show. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9 Yes.